They call this Blue Monday uh, for those who might be in funk because of the weather, finances, and uh, for Cowboys fans, well, uh, you know what I'm talking about. What a disaster. The number seven seed Packers beat them on their home turf. Joining me now is Belton Johnson. Good morning, Belton. Hey, hey, how's it going this morning, Greg? It's going all right. I'll get to that game in a moment, and you can rub it in a little further. But let's uh, rewind to Saturday. I think we both knew that uh, the Browns, as much as uh, they had a good run to get there, they they would lose 45-14 the final there to the Texans. That Chiefs and Dolphins game. Now, the temperature minus 20 plus the wind chill had almost no effect on the Chiefs. They won 26-7. Do you recall the goal, the coldest game you ever played in Belton and what it was like? You know what? My wife had asked me that uh, over the weekend as well, and it would have been when I was with the Ticats. We played the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in Winnipeg, and I think it was uh, minus 23 plus the wind chill. I think it was around minus 40 or something. And I'm going to tell you, it hurt. (laughs) Especially when you hit someone else, or got hit, I bet. Absolutely, and you know, the ground, it felt like concrete and everything as well because at the time, the Bombers didn't have, you know, that AstroTurf that they have now either, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the the field is heated in Kansas City, and so it wasn't quite so bad on the ground. But, uh, yeah, I, I just thought uh, they tried to blitz Mahomes, but he has such a quick delivery. It, uh, nothing was working uh, against the Chiefs, was it? It wasn't, and even, you know, when they blitz, you know what, you make one or two guys miss, and guess what, he's running down the field yeah. free, and, you know, he, the, the defense trying to, they're playing man, so they're following the running back, so he's getting 20 yards almost every time there. Game one Sunday, Green Bay and Dallas, it was a shocker. The seventh seed upsets the number two seed. They got destroyed. They didn't just lose. They got destroyed 48-32. It sounds closer than it was. They were down, what, 32 yeah. points in the fourth. It was not a yeah. close game. I call that a soul-crushing loss, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, Greg. And, you know, to me, that's not the Cowboys team that I saw playing at home all season. So, to me, they got sucker punts. And, to me, they weren't prepared at all, man. And when you got a guy like Jordan Love, uh, I mean, he looking like the second coming of, what, Aaron Rodgers completed 16 passes, 272 yards. That's 17 yards per completion, man. Yeah. They they weren't there. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to rub it in. Well, and well, oh. hey, even Cowboy fans have to look, even in that second half, Love was making it happen, even with a broken play, finds Dobbs to extend their lead. Oh. Later, Dallas leaves Luke uh, Musgrave wide open. There's not a guy within 20 yards. Touchdown. It was disgusting. Green Bay off to take on the 49ers. That's a task. And it is, and, you know, uh, two buddies are coaching each other, right? The head coach of Shanahan and uh, the uh, Green Bay's uh, head coach uh, were buddies there. And so I think it's I still – I think it's a tall order for the Packers, especially against the 49ers. But the, what the Packers showed me yesterday, 
I'm not going to leave them hanging here. At no, all. you can't. Jordan Love is, is, was pretty amazing. Late games, uh, the late game, rather, uh, Rams and Lions. You'd wanted uh, Matthew Stavert, didn't you, to to show the lines up, but he could not. Uh, were you surprised? That was a good game, 24-23. And, and to me, that was a game I could have flipped the coin on, right? And uh, and just the way it ended there, you know, one point win by the uh, Lions. They ended, what, a 32-year playoff drought there. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, the energy in that building, holy cow, doing pregame, I don't know if you saw it, but they were chanting Jared Goff, Jared <laughs> Goff, and yeah. they came out with lots of energy, well-played game by the Lions. I have never heard a tele- on television a hometown crowd that loud. Oh. I, I totally agree with you. Really quick, Pittsburgh Steelers in Buffalo. Finally, the game resumes in what is likely going to be a blizzard. And uh, I don't know how Josh Allen can lose this one other than maybe a blizzard. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? If the weather conditions aren't good, let's say it's windy, a blizzard, you know, you can't throw the ball that well. And I think that bodes well for the Steelers in their run game and everything. Although I am picking the Bills. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a pretty ordinary offense for Pittsburgh, so I say go Bills. Eagles and Bucks. I know you said the Eagles, even though they've struggled down the home stretch. I'm still going with Tampa. You ready to come over? Nope, I'm, I'm staying with the Eagles. Stubborn. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> hey, I, I'm going to tell you, after uh, yesterday's games, I went 0-2 yesterday, so who knows <laughs> All right, I know you're going to return later to the Green Zone with Jamie and Drew, and uh, we'll talk again, my friend. Thanks for uh, – hey, well, how did you do, Moose Jaw, really quick? Battle of the Prairies. Uh, we we did okay. We didn't win a game, but you know what? We we learned some lessons out there, and I'm sure the guys, the kids, are going to take that with them for the rest of the uh, season here. Hope the coach learned a lesson or two. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, volunteer coach. Coming up after the 8 o'clock news, we go to the Regina Airport, talk to Justin Rebus, get an update there on all the flight delays and cancellations. There are plenty more today, that is for sure. Uh, waiting for a cab, maybe up to a half hour wait or less. Tow truck operators uh, just will say, you're on the list. They're not promising when they'll get there. I saw a lot of people on social media waiting for roadside assistance, some waiting up to four hours, some up to six, some seven. It is brutally cold again today. And it is just uh, difficult to have enough operators out there to assist. Over the weekend, I mentioned there with Belton a moment ago about the uh, SAS Selects Battle on the Prairies uh, with more than 1,000 athletes, somewhere from California and Boston. The California kids, I guess, they immediately got to Moose Jaw, went to Walmart to buy extra mitts and toques. And their coach said, that being said, they, they love Moose Jaw. They visited the tunnels in between games, even the Moose Jaw Spa. So great tournament there. And, uh, of course, uh, at the Cooperative Center, big uh, under-18 AA tournament was on, too. So lots of economic spinoff for visitors uh, to hotels and restaurants in Regina and Moose Jaw over the weekend. Good thing, because uh, a lot of locals weren't venturing out too far. Uh, another award show on television, uh, the Emmys tonight. Last night, it was the Critics' Choice Awards. Robert Downey Jr. won for Best Supporting Actor in Oppenheimer. I liked his speech. He pulled out a card and read negative reviews by some of his uh, critics over the years. I just want to share some of their thoughts with you. Over the year, 
The first one's kind of like haiku. Sloppy, messy, and lazy. The next one's more metaphoric. Like Pee Wee Herman emerging from a coma. This was from a Brit. A puzzling waste of talent. And uh, lastly, and this one lingered, um, amusing as a bedlocked fart. <laughs> Those are some nasty critical reviews he's received over the years. But uh, Critics' Choice, that usually indicates uh, what might happen at the Oscars, too. Cancellations on the weekend, uh, particularly at airports right across the country. We go to Regina Airport now with Justin Rivas, manager of customer experience with YQR. And uh, frigid temperatures, disruptions, what's the latest, my friend? Yeah, it's certainly been a very challenging weekend. As you're mentioning, extreme cold, but uh, not just here, all across the prairies, Calgary, Edmonton. And layer on top of that on the weekend, too, winter storms in Ontario and Quebec. So, yeah, it led to a very chaotic weekend, unfortunately, with numerous cancellations and delays. Although I would say starting to get a little bit better. But uh, still, yeah, many, many cancellations and delays across the board. Well, I like your optimism. (laughs) It's starting to get better, he says. What what about when it comes to de-icing even in uh, wicked wind chills like that? Does that fail at times and does that cause delay or anything? I won't pretend to be the expert on de-icing and the operational challenges. WestJet, I was reading on their updates, was saying that there were challenges with their the icing fluid just not being able to keep up when it was that kind of extreme cold. So you layer that on top of, you know, just anecdotally my own personal experiences of trying to leave to Mexico a few years back on such a cold morning. And it was like one of the generators on the plane wouldn't start. It's like, oh, these are like car issues that we seem to be used to. But there can just be so many things when it's that cold that uh, just kind of exacerbate the problem of, trying to get a plane going in the morning. So, uh, yeah, I, I can't speak specifically to the operational issues, but I can tell you Saturday I went and checked our uh, flight feed history and 13 flights, nine of them canceled, four delayed. That's not a good day. Justin Rivas from the Regatta Airport. A friend of mine, his daughter was supposed to come back from Puerto Vallarta Saturday, delayed, then Sunday, hopefully, hopefully today. So those flights coming from the hot beaches they're delayed or canceled uh, because of what? Just uh, lack of pilots? The planes aren't there? What happens in those instances? Greg, I, uh, again, I, I wish I could tell you in that situation of a plane coming in what the challenge was. Um, I just simply don't know. Uh, that one would be a better question for one of those operational experts at the airlines. Yeah, I'm not trying to trip you up. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, I know for sure. I wish that one. I if if I knew for sure, I'd be. I hear you. Tell you. I just don't know. I hear you. I see some delays again on those uh, hot destinations as well, too. But I know it's uh, it's agonizing right across the country. It seems for this, but uh, when it all comes down to it, what does a passenger do? Let's, for instance, suggest what should they do if their flight is canceled or delayed. What's the advice you're giving? Yeah, for sure. So one of the best things you can do is on the airline's website, you can sign up for notifications on specific flights. And if you don't already have your email address in on your booking, is to try and get it in there, but go directly to the airline's website. 
our own website, we, we get feeds from airlines, but when there's so many delays and cancellations, sometimes it's a struggle to keep up. So try and go directly to that airline's website, follow them on social media, but sign up for those notifications on the flights. <sighs> it's like anything right now. Everybody's phoning in, so you can try and phone in. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, those operators may not have different information than what you can get online directly from them. But that's still the best is if you can phone and talk to a real human at the airline, try and do that. But otherwise, get in on those notifications and just keep checking. We know it's so frustrating, yeah. especially when you're trying to escape the cold and you're stuck here because of the cold and you can't get away. That's really, really tough. Really quick, if you're coming to the airport there and you're using uh, paid parking there, you guys do have plugins for vehicles, right? Yeah, you bet. We have plugins, and if you're coming home, just a quick note: we have portable boosters, or we'll call a tow truck if your vehicle doesn't start. Justin Rivas from Regina Airport. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Stay warm, Greg. All right, here's what's going on on your morning commute. You uh, should know that there are a few fender benders. One that seems to be on the bridge of Ring Road heading uh, eastbound on Arcola has traffic backed up. But we're also getting reports of a three-car crash at 4th in Winnipeg, which is slowing down traffic there, too, as well. We appreciate all the texts. one 7275 If you're calling for a tow truck over the weekend, a lot of people looking for roadside assistance. We're reporting on social media for six, maybe up to seven hour wait. Uh, some of the tow truck operators we spoke to this morning would only say that we'll put you on the list. No ETA. They're that busy. It's brutal out in the cold, servicing everyone, and it takes time. So they're not even telling you when they can help you. They're just going to put you on the list. Caps were about a half hour wait or less. Just depends how the morning commute goes here as people try to start their vehicles right now. It is uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day stateside, so it's a federal holiday. Very wintry in the U.S. as well. well I think something like 76% of the United States also wickedly cold. Lots of airline delays there, too. In Iowa, very curious to see the turnout as it's the first test of the 2024 presidential election cycle when Iowa Republicans will gather to caucus. And uh, they expect turnout to be smaller than anticipated because it's cold and snowy there, too. Those uh, Iowa caucuses are really an early measure of, well, the former president of Donald Trump's comeback bid. And could help Republicans tired of Trump decide maybe one of the remaining challengers would be better. He leads all the polls, though. Sunday, Trump urged no matter the weather in Iowa, vote and then die. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I've got to make it. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. It's worth it, even if you're dead. Uh, back to the border again. I'll be curious, too, to hear what the consumer price index numbers are. Uh, we're going to see where inflation is tomorrow. Last time those numbers came out, they showed that inflation was kind of stuck there. So it's going to be interesting to see if those numbers on Tuesday are going to move downward, we hope. That would say a lot about potential interest rates here in the future as well. Coming up, the Evan Bray Show. He's covering a lot here. He's got someone on etiquette when it comes to getting on board an airplane. Yes, etiquette, the top 10 do's and don'ts, I believe. 
Also, the question of whether or not Saskatchewan children are falling behind, particularly, say, when it comes to math. Many of you have an opinion on that and are sharing already. And uh, I've gotten some texts in advance when Evan and I were talking about this in a preview. Sherry said, here's an example of why the kids drop and why some Saskatchewan kids are falling behind. Sherry said she's a teacher teaching five grade levels, half-time in pre-K and half-time in a grade one, two, three split. That's over 20 curriculums I'm responsible for. A triple grade split is less than ideal situation for students. She says teacher working conditions, student learning conditions. It's so unfair right now. It's 826.